You're listening to Working, the show about what people do all day. I'm your host, Jordan Weissman, and I would like to welcome you back to our ongoing series about life at medieval times, the dinner theater company where kids and slightly inebriated adults can enjoy watching knights ride steeds, joust and duel while eating roasted chicken or whatever. This week, you're going to be meeting Victoria Militello. She is one of the wenches at the Medieval Times in Lindhurst, New Jersey. And what's a wench? A wench is a server. It's the official name for a server there. Victoria is one of the people who is bringing you that roasted chicken, bringing you that beer, uh, while you watch the show, while you watch all that dueling. And as I learned talking to Victoria, it's just a lot of physical work. It's tiring. She's an athlete. And, uh, you know, this interview is going to give you a sense of just how exhausting that job of being a wench really can be. Anyway, enjoy. What's your name and what do you do? My name is Victoria and I'm a food server at Medieval Times. So, when I told people I was going to be doing a series about medieval times, and this this is kind of impolite, I just want to warn you, but one of the first questions I got was, are you going to be talking to a wench? I, I have two questions. One, are you a wench? And number two, is that even a term that is used at medieval times? Is that officially a phrase that comes up there? Yes. Number one, I am a wench and I'm the best wench around at what I do. <laughs> <Okay>. However, <laughs> we like to have fun with it. And I have guests that come up to me all the time. They're like, what do we call you? Because, you know, we're referring to them as my lords, my ladies. They're like, what do I call you? And I always tell them I am a wench. You and they're are. like, uh, is it okay? Is that is that okay if I say that? Yes. However, if you say it in a derogatory way, then you're going to get a little bit of an eye, and you'll know, <laughs> like, all right, my lord, you got to pull it back just a little bit. Wait, okay, so what is what? How does someone say wench in a derogatory way? Is it like wench, bring me my beer, or like yes, what is? <laughs> but it's usually more of a wench, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> You you know the difference when you hear it. It's always fun in games until like you hear that one and you're like, hmm. That guy. Excuse me. You can tell that dude's had one too many steins. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's usually what it is. They're usually like beer up in the air just waiting for the next one and they just really want it. But it's fun. It's all in good humor. Is that like a warning sign about that customer? If the stein is in the air and he's shouting wench, is that like you need to be careful of that guy? Or Occasionally. Occasionally. But no, it's it's always good. It's always good fun. Okay, so you're you're a wench, you're a server. Broadly speaking, what does that entail? So as a server, we actually do more than just serving. Obviously, we serve all of the food, but we're also downstairs in the beginning of the show. You know, we're working out in Tower, which is where you first come and you get your table cards. We could be crowning you downstairs before we come up to our station. Mm -hmm. We could be helping run drinks from the bar. So we're kind of everywhere in the beginning of the show until say, we actually get upstairs. When you say crowning somebody, what is what does that mean? Making the little paper crown and placing it on your head. You're the person placing the crown on yeah. the kid's head. <laughs> on the kid's head? No, it's not just kids. I showed up and the first thing I did was have a crown put on my head and walked around that way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Time. And then I have people who will even refuse. They'll be like, oh, I'm not wearing a crown. I'm like, my lord, it's part of the game. You have to do it. That's you have it. to give in and have fun. If you're not going to wear the crown at medieval times, have you even really been to medieval times? Right. It's part of the experience. It, you have to jump in. Uh, so the the my lord, my lady thing is that I guess that's like second nature. Like referring. Does that get a little annoying for you, though, at some point? Yes. So okay. it's it's so engraved into your head because we have to stay in character all the time. And one of my favorite stories to tell is at my sister-in-law's wedding. I was actually handing out programs. 
And I was calling them my lord and my lady because it was just second nature. It just came right to me. So I'm standing there. Everyone's coming into the church. I'm like, my lord, my lady, continue forward. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> People are looking at me weird. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. It's crazy. Um, you you lapse into this role in your daily life sometimes. Is that, like, So it actually it seeps out into your broader interaction yes, with the world. All the time. Huh. <laughs> How long have you been doing it for? I have been here. It will be seven years this month. Seven years this month. Yeah. Is it a full-time job, part-time gig? What is it? I'm full-time, but okay. majority of all servers are part-time. Okay. And how long has it been your full-time job for? A few years now. Okay, cool. So you're deep into Wenchdom. I am deep into it. Um, I'm also a lead and a coach okay. at Medieval Times. So what that means is I train New employees, I'm their day one go-to. They always call me the cheerleader. So So I'm good at that. So you guys are a little bit like front of the house, right? Mm -hmm. Or you are front of the house. Absolutely. Yeah, we are part of front of the house, yeah. You're sort of a manager also for front of the house staff in a way, as as someone who trains and all that. For me, yes. Um, As a lead, I'm one of the go-to servers. I back up my management. I implement rules. You know, I also help with payroll, setting up shows, all that. So I do like a lot. Okay, cool. So this this is helping... You know, frame the job for yeah. Me. And before we get to your day to day and like what it really entails, well, we've slinging already chickens. we've already got yeah the slinging chickens <laughs> exactly. But so also the costume. Tell me a little bit. What what are you wearing when you're on the job and and you know welcoming the lords and ladies? So it's super comfortable. Um, we have this as a food. Everything is color coordinated, mm-hmm. so all different departments have different colors on. That's kind of how you can tell. Retail is wearing blue shirts. Food servers are wearing green shirts. So. That's like one of your go-tos. So we have our green blouse. We have a corset that goes over. It zips up the side. Mm -hmm. And then a flowing skirt that kind of goes up the side a little bit. Okay. So you're in this kind of flowy medieval garb. Yes. It's comfortable. You're in tavern wear. Yeah. When does your day start? When does my day start? That depends. So we have morning matinees. If I'm doing that, I'm in at 9 a.m. And then we have regular night shows where I can be in anywhere from 3 to 6 o'clock. You get to the castle. What are you doing? Each day is different. So when I'm going in just as a regular food server, I'm getting there. I'm clocking in. I'm going to wardrobe, getting my costume. We have a pre-show meeting where our manager tells us everything about what's going on. You know, big groups, who has cake all the good stuff so that we like have that information first. Mm. And then we head right upstairs, start setting up our station, get ready for everything. The the, the cake bit is important because of birthdays? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You There yeah. were a ton of, there was a whole recitation Tons of, of birthdays. birthdays. So not only do we have uh, the celebration package that people can purchase to yeah. uh, have cake brought out to them, a lot of people bring their own cakes. Okay. In, so so you're that's something we need to know about. So you're responsible for cake logistics. Yes. Okay, that seems like it's actually extremely important. Yeah, because sometimes guests don't realize they purchase cake or they bring their own cake and they don't let their server know. So we need to be on top of that to make sure we know where cakes are and yeah. that they're getting out there because it could slip through the cracks. Yeah, and I imagine like some some kids got his or like some parents, you know, wrote their kid's name on the cake or something. You don't, oh, yeah. You don't want Bradley's cake going to Cooper or something you like that. You do not. And you do not want <laughs> Cooper to eat that cake yeah. and accept that cake. <laughs> yeah, what if he's allergic to the peanut or something or uh. you know, God only knows what. Yeah, so, okay, I can see this is, this is sensitive. Yeah. So, okay, so you do this debrief where you figure out whose food is going where or special stuff. Then what's next? Serve that food. Serve that food. Food. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is just during the presentation. This is the logistics of slinging chicken, I guess. How many people are you serving in the course of? It can range anywhere from about 26 to 40 people. So it really depends on the show size, what's going on, 
each individual server has 26 to 40 people. At least 26 people, yeah. And how many servers are running around during that time? If it's a sold out show, we'll have 42. 42 servers. Yeah. Okay, just dashing around. Yep, (laughs) it can be crazy. And so your job during that time is to, what are you actually serving? So the entire bill of fare from start to finish, you start off with your tomato bisque and then your garlic bread. And then we do our first round of refills, go downstairs to procession, which is like our little part in the show where we're down in the sand, come back up, and then we bus away all those soup bowls. We come back with chicken, potato, corn, second round of drinks, and then dessert and yeah. coffee. So sling and chicken, you're carrying- is Half this chickens. Ti- this is tiring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tell it's me, like, what is it like to actually sling chicken? How, would you, how do you describe it's that? hot. Yes, because you're just standing there waiting and you just have this tray of at least 28 to 30 half chickens just right there in front of you. Yeah, I was actually a little surprised. Mm -hmm. I I, I was kind of expecting people to bring out like individual plates. No, we do it all at once. It's it's, a lot of work. It's got a, yeah, it's a tray. It's a roasting pan, basically. A big one full of chicken. Mm -hmm. How many pounds is that thing? That's a good question. It's heavy, though. <laughs> is it? um, but it's muscle memory, so you get used to it real quick. Yeah, and you're just like on one, you're just taking the tongs and one at a yep, time. Yeah, one at a time. you got to make sure you grab it the right way, though. Otherwise, that will break and fall apart everywhere. So is there like technique? For, there like, is, what's, yeah. What so is the you want to for... grab it from the thigh to the breast. Thigh to breast. Yeah. Okay. That... Just like <laughs> tongue right up. How quickly are you trying to get through these like four, 20 to 40 it's chickens? literally just that yeah. fast motion. One, two, and three. And then yeah. watching out for their cups. <laughs> Is there, are there sometimes like serving like mishaps? Oh, absolutely. Like any job, there are always yeah. occasional mishaps, but we're really good at taking care of that. Management is always on top. Okay. So, but like, Never anything have bad. you ever like knocked over someone's beer while slinging chicken? Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's never anything bad. Yeah, nothing. No one's ever been like. You just have to be mindful of your tongues. Yeah, you've never. No, chicken doesn't end up in people's lap or anything too often, or no, no not you, the chicken. Not that's the too chi- big. That's Maybe a piece of corn. But. Corn. That's that, that's like the worst <laughs> just case slips scenario. Right out. So you have this like you know twenty minute period of manual labor essentially where you're hauling food and or how long? I guess how long does that take? I would say probably forty minutes. It's forty minutes of kind of running back and forth. Yeah. Like straight running back and forth. I mean, we're running back and forth the entirety of the show, but straight from like soda to end of the meal, probably about that time. So it's you're getting a cardio workout in. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you're going up and down those stairs. Yeah, it's a lot. So it's continuous the whole time. Mm-hmm. You're going. You're, you don't really get a break between. There is no stop. We just yeah. continually go until we're finished. Of course, we're not rushing anybody. So there are times that we pull back a minute. If you see that people are still eating, enjoying their time, you're not just going to run out there with your bus bucket and be like, all right, time for dessert. But yeah. it is a constant nonstop. It's, so it's like 40 minutes of high energy, essentially. Yes. Interesting. It's two hours of high energy. Two hours of high energy. Well, because yes. it starts when you're greeting people. And yes. so you're kind of on for that whole time. You're on from the moment the guests are walking up into the arena. Once you finish slinging the chicken, cleaning up the chicken, what what happens after that? You take a breath. (laughs) (laughs) And then we just clean up. Uh, We make sure everything is show ready, stocked and ready to go for the next day. And we go home, side work. Or you go to the bar after. And then we go to a bar. <laughs> home, yes. Home is the bar. No. Yes. Uh, <laughs> home is the arena. The bar is our other area. Do you have regulars at, that you see? I wouldn't necessarily call them regulars, but we definitely, at least me personally, because when I am serving, I really try to keep eye contact and stare 
You know, I know who this person is who has a diet. I definitely have people that I have recognized that come back. Yeah. How often do you see people come back? I wouldn't say that often, but it's definitely, you know, people come back for their birthdays yearly. People could be doing other things. And just I have the memory that I kind of wait for them to be like, wait, didn't you serve us? And I'm like, yeah, because I never want to be the weirdo that's like, I remember you. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Some people do make it like an annual tradition. Some people come back. Absolutely. Is it typically kids? Is it adults? It could be kids, adults. You know, it could be Johnny's sixth birthday. It could be Amanda's 32nd and she has 28 people dressed in garb. You know, it's it's a lot of fun. (laughs) Do people get dressed up? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is it like full Ren Faire? Is it? It can be. I've seen someone dressed as a dragon. Oh, really? That's fun. Yeah. We used to get a lot of Jon Snows. (laughs) That was one. No no more? (laughs) Not so much. I don't know. What happened? (laughs) It was there was a time period where like if you were a man and dressing up, you were basically Jon Snow. That's well, also, I mean, who else are you going to model yourself? Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like the go to. For adults who come, is it mostly is it more males, more females who show up for like birthdays, things like that? Celebration? Is there like a gender? It's a good mixture. No. I wouldn't say that there's anything like that. Yeah. It's just everyone coming to have a good time watching the jousting. We have a full bar. I love it. I was talking to my server uh, when I was there and I made a joke that I then immediately regretted. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I saw that there was a blue night. And so I was like, oh, dilly dilly. And she told me that you guys spent like a year or two just hearing nothing but dilly dilly. Nothing but dilly dilly. Yeah. It was to the point where it was really funny. And then it was really not because yeah. it was all you would hear. All you would hear is just dilly dilly. <laughs> it's like, all you would hear. I'm, I'm sure most of the listeners know, but it is that Bud Light ad where it was the, the court, you know. The, the and of king. course, yeah. they usually had a Budweiser in yeah. their hands. And so. of course, they had a Budweiser. Yeah. So this is their opportunity. The problem is that everyone probably thought that was the first time. I mean, like, it was new to them. Like, mm-hmm. when else are you going to be able to make I to know. you guys? It was just relevant at the yeah. time. Yeah. So that's that's the sort of thing that, I mean, like, i driven into the ground, stabbed through the heart, whatever other, yes. lanced through the brain. <laughs> um, but are there other things that customers kind of do, jokes that come up, regular things, behaviors that are common amongst medieval times goers that you- Cable guy quotes. That's like cable number guy. one. No, I don't know. Have what you is... never watched The Cable Guy? I haven't watched The Cable oh, Guy. Oh, come on. <laughs> Sorry. They I'm go not... to medieval times. Oh, do they really? They do. Oh, my God. I didn't realize this. Yep. I can't Red believe Red going down. I can't... Down, down, down. I can't... <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this season. I didn't know that. Oh, I yeah. Feel... Now you have to watch it. I feel like a terrible fucking journalist. Okay, wait. So And then there's another quote where yeah. you had Pepsi in medieval times, and it's like, ha ha. So this do you is... want it? <laughs> <laughs> So this is okay. So you got it. You have to watch it. I have to watch it. You so, have to. But so you get a lot of cable guy quotes. You yes. get a lot of Budweiser jokes. Yes. Are there any other kind of regular? I'm basically telling people things not to say <laughs> if they ever. No, it's fun. It's, yeah. And it's always going to slip out. It's always going to slip out. But that's pretty much it. Do you find yourself pretending it's the first time you've heard that joke before? Or Sometimes. Like humor it? No. <laughs> not often. I, I definitely humor it all the time. Yeah. But I wouldn't say I rarely pretend. Sometimes people be like, did you know that like medieval times in the cable guy? No, I had no idea. But it's fun. <laughs> what about kids as a whole? I mean, for them, it's like a real spectacle, right? It's like oh yeah, it's, like, they get into it. It's fantastic. How they do, love it. I love it too, though. I love seeing like that joy on their face. Is there a special art to interacting with a kid? At because you're you're sort of like the Disney character for them, or one of the Disney characters. So, like, see, how does it... yeah, that's different for me to say because I went to school for early childhood education. So oh, really? I actually love seeing the kids there. That I kind of get a lot out of that. Mm-hmm. I love serving families and the kids because they love it. They come, especially if it's a little girl, she's dressed up as a princess and they're loving it. The little boys with their 
swords and their shields. They like will like put it in your face and be like, ah, just be like, I didn't do it. <laughs> it's cute. There was you have there, to have fun with it. There, there was definitely a little girl uh, sitting like to my right who was shouting at the white knight not to give up, like as he was and being like, vanquished. And it's so adorable. I love it. I feed yeah. off of that energy. Yeah, yeah. Got, you said that that's part of what makes it fun for you is get yes. is that kind of the childhood wonder of it. A little bit. Yeah, because that's that's the fun of medieval times. Yeah. Let me ask, how did you get into the job? I had many friends working there and my husband actually got me the application to put in. I was working at a tanning salon and he was telling me how much money he was making. And I was like, no, that's that's a lie. I don't believe you. Like because serving, you know, it's yeah, yeah, quick yeah. cash. I was like, absolutely not. And then I went, I saw a show and I was like, oh, OK, fine, I can do this. I can do this. And then. I mean, seven years later, I'm still here. I mean, yeah, the tips are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, are people, I guess people are in like kind of a generous mood at the end of the show, typically. Ah, uh, it depends. Depends? Yeah. What's a lot? Sometimes on, people don't really understand what we do okay. um, as a server because they kind of think of it as, think of like when you go to like a buffet, you have like a set, like there are things that you can do, but there's people that come around, they still collect all your stuff, they're still in charge of getting you your drinks, everything like that. So they're like, hmm. You know, this person didn't do too much. So sometimes that happens. They don't realize, like, how much work actually goes into serving, that we are carrying all that weight, that we are trying to get them every single thing they need as soon as possible, as quickly, in a timely manner, and provide, like, exciting entertainment. So sometimes people don't realize what we do as servers. They just think we kind of just put the food down and that's it. They don't realize that you're doing that, like, two hours of sprinting, yeah. essentially. But um, for the most part, it's good. I assume, like, any other kind of... You know, That's service thing. industry. It's like, yeah, you get customers who are probably like, job. "Why aren't you doing this faster? Why aren't do people? Oh, yeah, you get complaints, right?" Some people do, but yeah. uh, generally, people look around the arena and they see like we have a service schedule that we follow, so we make sure that everything is put out by a certain time. So, of course, there are times where you could be a little behind if you had some late arrivals or things like that. But we generally get yeah. everything done in a timely Pretty, manner. You're tipped employees. A lot of your livelihood's coming from tips or a lot of it, yes, right? Yes, we are we are tipped employees. Yeah. So that's that's how we make our like, money. What would you say? I mean, I, I don't know if I'm like asking for a state secret here, but like what percentage of your income is like tip-based? Most. Most. Okay, so more than half. Like, yes, so, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, so this, this is this is kind of my thing about tipping in general is that a lot of people don't don't realize it's actually just how people are paid. Yes. And I guess that's something you come up against because yeah. you're not a, you're not doing the kind of restaurant service that a mm -hmm. lot of people associate with like, oh, I'm tipping for yeah, this great service. Yeah, it's not like a banquet or, or yeah, something like anything that. like that. So there's there's a little bit of that you got. But most people are good about it. Most people sure are good about it, yeah. They tack on the, tw absolutely. the 20 or whatever percent, but 15, hopefully. 20, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. But yeah, so that's something people need to be aware of. Well, if you're listening here, going <laughs> tip well. <laughs> yes, please. Ask for uh, Victoria. <laughs> um, so you were a tanning salon. You got into it. So just sort of by chance, and you've stuck with it. Yeah. So aside from the the kids and the the joy of that, like, well, what is your favorite part about the job? Just meeting new people. It's a lot of different interactions. You know, even though it's the same show every day, it's something different. Yeah. You don't know what's going to be coming at you at your table. So it's it's fun. Well, it's just because like the different the different crowds that show up. Oh, or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was saying, you have someone's sixth birthday. You have people celebrating their anniversaries. You have people just coming to have fun. It's always well, different. What What's like the social environment of medieval time? Like what the what's the vibe with colleagues? Like is it a lot of long timers? Is it people that you know really well? Is it people who just kind of come and go? So you have some of the come and go, especially because it's a serving job. Yeah. So you have a lot of college students, you know, people just looking to make some 
quick, fast cash. Generally, the way it goes is everybody comes and says, you know, it's just going to be a summer job or, you know, I'll just be here for a year. And then, you know, seven years later, you're still there. So we really are a big family. We spend a lot of time together. I had my maid of honor works, worked at Medieval Times with me. Some of my best friends are from Medieval Times. You met, oh, like you met working there or you came and joined you? Well, it's actually a funny story. I was a teenager throwing a party and I knew her boyfriend at the time and then re-met her at Medieval Times just uh, by chance. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're reunited. Yeah. So there are there is like sort of a, a core group of people there for a long time. Yes. There's a good amount. We even have servers who have been there since the opening. How long ago was that? 20-something years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they just, they've stuck it out. They're still doing it. And they're still, at that point, your knees have to start to, like... <laughs> yes. Like... Knees, ankles, everything. But um, a lot of people have a regular, you know, nine to five and then come to us, too. So it's okay. part-time. You have your college students. You have people just as a side job. You have people just coming in for the weekends. Yeah. weekends are mandatory. That's, you know, what we do. That's the one time you mm-hmm. have to be there. Weekends and holidays. Weekends and holidays. It's the oh man, that's <laughs> <laughs> service so, industry. So you've done this, yeah, I guess because you've so you've done this job for seven years though, where you don't your weekends aren't your own. No, however, now they are for me because I have a morning lead situation, yeah. which means I come in during matinee season and I'm strictly in charge of all the matinees. So I set them up, I serve them, I take care of the guest issues, but that gives me my weekends off. So that's awesome. Okay, so how long? But um, that's only summertime. Okay. But it's perfect. So for a long time, though, you just, you had, you know, you were, your weekends belonged to to the Lord and ladies of medieval times. Yes. However, it's good because we get out around 10, 1030. So that's really not that bad. Like other serving jobs, you could be working until like 2 a.m. Yeah. We don't do that. We're out. Pretty early, so yeah. Going out wise, that's a I was decent just saying, time. At that point, you're, yeah, yeah, you're. That's why you can head to the bar. Oh yeah, that's, absolutely. It's not that a server at a restaurant won't hit the bar at two a.m. too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, yeah, yeah. You're actually hitting for the first shift. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What is something that no one would expect about your job? How heavy everything is. <laughs> like, especially um, like yeah. when we carry our soda trays, that's a lot. Like, we can carry up to seven full pitchers of soda on a tray at a time. Because we want to bring everything out there. We want to have all our options that we need. It's it's a time saver. So everything is pretty heavy, including that chicken. But yeah. Yeah. Do you actually like, do you lift? I do. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. But the worst is when you go to the gym, you hit it a little too hard and then you have to go to work. Oh, those stairs, they kill you. <laughs> do you feel like working out helps you with your job or your job helps you with working out? Is that like? Both. Both? Yeah. yeah they feed on each <laughs> it's, other. Yep. They so, definitely feed off so each other. You're a little bit of an athlete. Oh, yeah. 
All right. A little bit. Cool. Other people would say no. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't throw a ball at me. Just okay. <laughs> okay. You're a lifter at least. What is the most obnoxious thing you've ever seen a customer do? Have you ever had to kick someone out? I accidentally kicked someone out. How'd you do once. that? Um, they <laughs> were, it was a large party and we have, we have a police officer on duty for weekends just to maintain, you know, they're just there to show support and make sure nothing gets too rowdy out of hand. It doesn't, but they're there just in case. And we actually had a party who came on a party bus, which happens all the time, but they were getting a little too rowdy before the show. So we had to have a talk to them, you know, as soon yeah. as we come up into the arena, we just need to take it back a little bit you know we want you to have fun we want it to be a great experience is that a talk you have to give often like the not often the party but, bus I mean, shows up a little could, tipsy ahead of time it can happen you yeah know? we have so many party buses but it's very rare that we really have to like have a conversation with somebody but um i was actually lead that night so i was dressed like a manager kind of walking around in charge of the arena and i had these guests vaping and i let them know you know we cannot smoke, vape, anything inside the arena. You're going to have to go outside if you want to continue. They're like, okay, 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 okay. And then I have people coming up to me. Oh, man, there's people vaping in green, people vaping in green. So I finally walk out there and I'm like, my lords and ladies, if you would like to continue, I'm going to need you to step outside. And they thought I kicked them out for the entirety of the night. Like they never came back with their friends. They were just hanging out in the party bus the whole time. At the end. Uh, just sitting there f- vaping, I, fuming. I, I have no idea. And <laughs> It was so funny because I was like, I haven't seen these people come back, but I was like, maybe they're just hanging out. Like, I don't know. Like, occasionally that could happen. So uh, at the end of the night, the group leader in charge of the party comes up to me. He was like, thank you so much. You know, everything was great. Sorry about those guys. And I was like, you know, I was surprised. They never came back. He was like, you kicked them out. I was like, no, I just told them they had to go outside. (laughs) Yeah. So that's I accidentally kicked somebody out. Okay, but you've never purposely had to, like, eject someone no. for bad behavior. Not personally. No one no. has ever gotten – have you ever seen that happen? Uh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Very rarely, but, yes, we can – we have people who get a little too out of hand. What What is something you've seen someone do that got them – It's usually just too much to drink. Yeah. And they're getting a little too rowdy, and it's yeah. just unacceptable. Yeah. You know, because we are also a family environment, so. So is that, like, cursing, getting – Laying hands on someone. Yeah. It could be all of it. could be any of it. It's very rare, but it can happen. Basic, like, Pats fans or Phillies fans behavior, basically. Yep. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Yep. Fair. You're you're you Philly can, fan. Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can tell which teams I really yep. don't like at this moment. That's the kind of thing that'll get you ejected from oh, yeah. medieval times. So you're a lead server right now. What what do you do next? On, like, is there, a, is there a career arc for a wench? That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> um, hopefully, yeah. We, um, we like to hire from... The castle. So there are opportunities always to move up and have other roles. So it could be in the arena. It could be in a different department. It's really just what's going on. So it's kind of thing where it's like within the company. You you feel like you probably have some sort of future. Yes. I'd say like, is it the skill set? It doesn't seem like super transferable to like other or is it? Are there like other kind of like service industry environments where you could like do something similar? Those skills are... I would say absolutely, but our experience is a little different because we handle such a large amount of guests at one time that it is completely different than any other service industry. But I would say that there's room to move like that. Yeah. You guys are like good at crowd control. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Doing just doing mass numbers. Yeah. Um, This has been fun chatting. Thanks for coming by. Thank you for having me. 
that's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. Otherwise, send us an email with thoughts, questions, comments at working at slate.com. Working is produced by Justin and Molly. A special thank you to Justin D. Wright for the ad music. And come back and catch us next week. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.